Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you're with us. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. This is Bob Getty. I'm in the Southern Bank Corps studio right here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson at the Southern Bank Corps studio over at Laurel. Kelly is out today. Great show coming up. Uh, Kelly at football practice this morning. Talked to Swayze Bozeman and a new transfer running back. Rocky Clark uh, out of Memphis. We'll have both of those young men on the show a little later in the program. Uh, about to talk to a uh, track coach, John Stewart, about a great start for Southern Miss track and field. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue. A great place uh, to take your family. Tonight would be a good time to take them for a great meal. They're open seven days a week. They can cater your next event, whether it be large or small. We appreciate all that we do uh, with Dickie's, and uh, we encourage you to take your family there for really quality food seven days a week. All right, Coach uh, John Stewart uh, took part of his track and field team to Mobile to kick off the uh, outdoor season uh, for 2023 and came back as seems like Coach Stewart's team always does uh, with a lot of good records and uh, a lot of first place. And, uh, Coach, always good to have you on the Eagle Hour and another good start for track and field at Southern Miss. Oh, thank you. It was uh, it was a good meet. It was freezing cold this weekend, so it's uh, it's it wasn't a great uh, great time putting on shorts and a, and a tank top to, to go out and run. But uh, our kids, you know, they they're pretty tough. So uh, you know, we had some tough conditions, but we we ran pretty well, and it was uh, just a good just a good uh, knock the rust off from the indoor season and get get started with the outdoor season. So right. had had some good performances. All right, you told me off air that right now, of course, you've you've been to one meet outdoor meet, but. Uh... Early on, the strength is uh, sprinters, and that's that. Uh, obviously, the crowd pleaser and the most exciting of all track events, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's what people want to go watch the, the Olympics, and you know, uh, it helps recruit the football players also. Uh, but it's it, it's just it's something that uh, you know everyone wants to see some speed and some power. And you know, when we went uh, we got the first four places, went one, two, three, four in the hundred meters. Um, on the uh, on the women's side and on the men, we we won the 400 meters. Dylan Evans won that, and, and uh, uh, Omar Austin, our 400 meter indoor champion, he won the 200 meters at the meet. So we had, we had some uh, just some good opening marks, uh, just uh, getting us prepared for the next meet down at Florida State. Now you said that uh, there was a football player that did pretty well, and I just wonder how how often do you see that? How often do you see? Uh, kids that are that are, that can transition from from football to track and field and, and maybe even vice versa. 
You know, it's it's not too not too tough of a transition to tell you the truth. Uh, in fact, it's it's kind of a you know the football players kind of welcome it because you know we're not a we're not a sport we're in your face and screaming and yelling at you all the time like football. <laughs> so right. they kind of enjoy uh, being having a little bit more relaxed environment uh, sometimes. But you know, D. Baker ran the hundred meters for us, and he was state champion in, in the state of Mississippi as a senior. And he came out last year, and uh, this is his uh, his senior year uh, running for us, and, and he did a great job. I mean, he won his heat. He got third overall, but I expect him to be even better this year than, than what he did last year. He really came on at the end of the year last year, so he's just kind of starting where he left off. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach Stewart. Coach, let's also talk about with the sprinting before we move on to a few more events. that You did well in the hurdles as well, and literally, you know, uh, that's what the hurdles are. You throw a hurdle in the middle of a sprint, and 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 what what is uh, for for the athletes? You know, as they as they learn to do both, um, because we're pretty track and field ignorant, as you know, through your years of interaction with us. But as far as you know, developing a sprinter into a proper hurdler, and talk about the hurdles events over this past weekend. Well, you know, hurdles are, uh, you know, it's a sprint event. And, you know, you don't jump over the hurdles. You're just running over the hurdles. And it takes a lot of flexibility and, you know, it takes a lot of mobility. But, you know, you got to be an athlete. You know, most hurdlers are good athletes. And, uh, you know, they work out with the sprinters. It's just uh, three days a week we, we, we do drills and we hurdle. And and uh, the other the other two days we're working out with the, with the sprint group. So, um, it, it, it basically is like recruiting a sprinter. Um, in fact, I had some good hurdlers at, uh, University of Georgia, a guy named Todd Gurley, who, uh, was a good hurdler for <laughs> University of Georgia. And, and he really enjoyed, uh, track and field. He liked being around the girls on the team. So, uh, that was, I think that was one of his favorite things. But, but I've had some, some good success with, uh, with football and, uh, and, and the sprints in the past. Let's talk about some of the field events. Uh, Ariana White. Finished third in the javelin. Also had a fourth place finisher in the hammer. Coach, I tell you what, you know, Kaya Ludgood, he's a little pocket Hercules. He, he was, you know, he came here about 180 pounds and he's five nine, and uh, you know, he was state champion in the shot put. He hurt his wrist as a freshman, and we just taught him how to throw the hammer. And next thing you know, uh, a couple years later, he's. Uh, He's one of the top guys in the conference in the hammer throw right now, and and he's uh, he's really excelling at that. What well, no, because we've been we asked you know Scott Barry asked Will Hall about this talked to Coach Ladner and and uh, Coach uh, Joy Lee McNellis. What what is for you because at, you know at these meets you have so many you have conference you have out of conference. What have you learned about the Sun Belt Conference uh, so far in this uh, sports year? I tell you what, you know, the Sun Belt Conference has uh it's it's a good conference for track and field. There's a lot of good sprint kids in the conference, but the thing is all the coaches are trying. Everyone is is putting money into it and they're coaching hard and and they've got good kids and uh and and they're really trying. Conference USA, I think there was a few coaches that were just they were ready to retire and they're just kind of, you know, collecting a paycheck getting ready to, you know, retire at the end of the year. And so Everyone is trying in the Sun Belt. I think the other thing that's happening to us is some of the schools that have these state-funded uh, lotteries for scholarships. Um, uh, with the lottery is, I mean, the scholarship is, is funded by the lottery. Uh, they have these huge teams. You know, if you make a 3.0 and you get your tuition paid for at a school, then uh, you know we're battling against some kids, some teams that have just huge numbers. You know, 
going up against teams that have a hundred kids on their team. So we take our forty kids and and we try to do battle, but uh, but ultimately it's all about the win, the people that can win. If you get a, you get a winner, that that's that uh, that goes a long way. But we're not going to nickel and dime points at a track meet by getting eighth place and seventh place uh, like some of the teams are, and that's that's one of the things I've noticed about the Sun Belt, uh, just the size of the teams. They're putting a lot of them. They have to they have to buy a lot of uniforms and shoes for some of the kids, for some of the teams. <laughs> All right, Coach, what's next? Uh, you, you opened up uh, in Mobile. Now you head to Florida State. Uh, let, let us know what's in store for the team here in the next few weeks. Well, we go to Florida State, and, you know, it's a good meet for us. We go down there, and we, we face Florida, and uh, we're going to face Auburn and Florida State. Um, Syracuse is coming down to find some good weather. And, uh, you know, it's going to be another good meet. We get to see a lot of fast people, but this is where we – you know, we compare ourselves with some of the best in the nation, and um, we go there, and then we have a home meet the following weekend. Uh, it's going to be a busy weekend on campus. We got we got spring football, we got baseball, we got softball, we got, we got beach volleyball. We have everything going on the next weekend, plus a big track meet. So we're excited about that. March thirty first, April first, uh, have our, our first and only home track meet. Uh, and it should be really good. It should be really good weather and really good competition. Coach, Coach let me. Go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. let me ask you one more question. So the, you know, we we talk about coming out of indoor into outdoor. I mean, how many meets, or is this even a, a thing? Does it take to really like rust, knock the the outdoor rust off in the transition, or is it a a pretty seamless transition from indoor to outdoor season? Yeah, it's it, it just depends. You know, it's kind of a seamless transition unless you got thirty eight degrees and rain that you got to run in. But uh, but it, the kids will usually uh, have a, a decent. I think we have a decent meet the very first meet of the year. We're coming off of spring break. I give the kids a couple days just to relax and not do anything, no practice, and they usually come back really rested and just firing. Their just nervous system is really. Uh, firing and, and ready to go. And we usually have a good meet, the very first meet of the year. Um, so it's not too big of a transition. You know, we, we get to do some of the longer throws, you know, the javelin, the discus, the hammer. We're good at those. Um, we also have a few extra long-distance events. So we have some good long-distance runners. It gets run a 10K on the track and 400 hurdles, just things like that that you don't do indoors. Um, and so uh, those kids that uh, that do those events are kind of, chomping at the bit to get ready to compete. So, you know, uh, I think that uh, that helps just to make it a, uh, I guess, a smooth transition when it comes to just competition and, and getting the team ready. They, they seem to be really excited first outdoor season, see, get to see some sunlight and uh, get a tan and, 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 and run fast. All right, Coach, always a pleasure. You continue to do a magnificent job with the track and field program, and uh, we'll be now that you're back at it, we're going to be checking in with you on a regular basis. Is that good? All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Coach John Stewart, everybody. Track and field coach, Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Quick reminder about Janet King. They've been cleaning businesses for over 35 years here in the Pine Belt. Work, education, medical facilities, eateries, stadiums, and places of worship. They can clean your business, too. Go to JanetKingCleans.com. JanetKingCleans.com. When we come back, spring football. Hear from a couple of the players on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
are tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank uh, track and field coach John Stewart, uh, a guy that kind of flies under the radar, I think, for the average uh, Southern Miss sports fan, but, uh, but a man that's done a fantastic job uh, with the track and field program and continues to do that. We appreciate Coach Stewart for uh, his willingness to always come on the show. Spring football is underway. Talk about that in just a second. But let me remind you real quickly about Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. It is the place to go get your baseball apparel, your summer apparel, everything you'll need to get you through the upcoming hot months. They've already got it in stock at Campus Bookmart. They're on Hardy Street across from the Southern Miss campus. You can shop them online anytime you like at campusbookmart.net. Also, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like. On Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or of course, you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Spring football back underway uh, this morning. Uh, Kelly Center, actually, I guess yesterday, Kelly Center out at practice today. And, uh, you know, we continue to enjoy talking uh, to these great young athletes uh, on the Southern Miss football program as they camp down to the spring football game. Uh, one player that uh, was expected to play a great role last year uh, ended up being injured for the season, but has rehabbed and uh, back on the field now. And uh, we are hopeful that he'll stay healthy because we know that Swayze Bozeman can be a big impact linebacker for the Golden Eagles. The uh, the uh, youngster out of Florida, Mississippi, Kelly had a chance to talk to Swayze this morning about his rehab and about uh, how excited he is to be back as part of that nasty bunch defense. I want to go back, Swayze. You didn't have to come back, right? A lot of factors that probably went into making the decision. Whatever you're comfortable sharing, take us through that thought process and why you ultimately decided you're going to go one more time. Yeah, I'm super thankful and blessed to have the opportunity to do a seventh year. Uh, not many people get to do that, you know, two years in junior college and then five years at the Division One level. I don't think many people have ever done that. So I'm just super thankful that I get to do that. And so, yeah, after Mandry versus Tulane, I figured it was pretty bad, and we got the MRI back and realized that it was a season-ending injury. And I really didn't want to go out like that. You know, I've been injury uh, – my injury prone, but, you know, I've, I've been injured a lot. And so – I didn't want to go out that way, and so I went to the trainers. Like, look, is there, is there a chance for a medical register? Like, how does that work? And so they, uh, they said they were going to put one in for me. And if they said if you if you get it, you know, would you want to come back? And I said, well, I don't go out this way, and you know, I really, I really want to, I want to think about it. But I think I would. And so I talked with my uh, my fiance and my family, and. We, I prayed about it a lot, and we came to the decision that as long as I can stay here and be happy and uh, do the work the Lord has let me do here, there'd be no reason for me not to come back. And so I'm super pumped that uh, the coaches want me to come back, and the, the NCAA allowed me to get that seventh year, and it's uh, just really exciting to be able to you know, be here with the guys again, get to go back to leading FCA like I was doing, get to – you know, just be around campus, so I'm really excited about that. But, but And the reason I asked the question about the difficulty of making the decision is because your life is taking, yeah. uh, you know, a real big turn here in May, you know, when you when you get married. So your focus in a lot of different ways changes. Was there not even a little part of you that just said, it's time to, time to go? Yeah, I definitely thought about it for sure, but it was uh, a big part of my decision was, you know, I'm – if I can't if I can't be married and live in Hasburg and be with my my wife that's going to be in May, I don't want to do it because we've done uh, 
distance for the past seven years. She's from Delaware. I'm not seven years, seven months, and she's from Delaware. And so she was living there, and I was living here. And I just, we weren't doing a whole nother year of that. And so my big part of my decision was, you know, if I can get married and stay here, and we live in Hasbro together, and we kind of cheat a year of of the real world, you know, we're going to do that. And so uh, she was good with it, and so we uh, we decided to roll with it. So how's the rehab going? It's going well. It's going really well. It uh, started off really slow and was no fun at all, but now I finally see some results and some progress, and I'm really excited about that, getting out there, running, cutting, doing some stuff that I hadn't done in a while. If all goes as planned, when do you anticipate perhaps 100% clearance? Uh, I would say by the summer, if not summer, fall camp for sure. I don't, I don't expect to miss any reps during fall camp, and you know, by the time, by the time it rolls around, I'm, I'm expecting me and Hayes Maples both be ready to go. Okay, your eight practices into the, into the spring here now. Just tell me, what you're feeling? What, what's the prognosis for this team going forward? I think we're going to be good. Uh, one thing that really sat in with me when we started watching Sam was how bad I missed being out there. You know, you, I've, I've watched a lot of practice and I've seen a lot of film and I've been on a lot of different teams. And, you know, when you when you can't play and you watch the film and you, you see stuff that you want to do out there, you see plays that you think you could have made, you know, it makes you miss it a little bit more. And so uh, I just know that I'm, I'm ready to be back out there with the, be with my guys, be with the team, you know, and just kind of help out. We're looking forward to seeing you out there. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Swayze Bozeman is a, a well-known uh, figure on the Southern Miss football program. Uh, one you may not have heard from uh, much yet is Rodriguez Clark. Uh, he's a running back transfer from the University of Memphis. He, too, excited about spring football and becoming a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Well, Dreek, first of all, being a guy from Starkville, I hear that there's a school up there that plays football. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, you went to Memphis and then decided to come to Southern Miss. Take us through that decision-making process. How'd that happen? Uh, well, in the process of just being in Memphis, I tried to stay loyal to them and uh, just carry that out, my playing time out there. But it was uh, best. My God had the time and said, man, it's time to leave. Uh, I hit, put my name in the portal or whatever. Uh, I hit up Coach Hall, he hit me back, and he was like, let's roll. So I'm like, at that time, so I feel like it was my best decision. And before I even committed to Memphis, Coach Hall was one of the reasons why I committed to Memphis. So So tell us about, how long have you been here now and about the adjustment? You know, I mean, you're a bunch of new guys here, man. I've been here since uh, January, and it's been good ever since I've been here. Like, everything's been going so great. I've been feeling good about football again, and... A new playbook, new coaches, new family. Yeah, but meeting completely new people, you know, maybe, maybe new processes, new new things. How do you how do you deal with that? Well, uh, Memphis, I can't say they did teach me a lot, and the way they did things down there, it was kind of similar to here. But but getting to know new people and stuff. I mean, are you a guy that meets a lot of people well, or do you kind of keep to yourself? How I kind of you? stay to myself, and whoever come, they come, and you know. It is good to meet people, though. I'm always trying to network. What's been the most difficult part of the spring so far for you, eight practices in? Uh, I think I've been taking everything well, really. Okay. Yes, All right, so so tell, going forward, what to fans who might not know you since you went to Memphis, what, what do you think is the strength of your skill set, and what are some things that you want to work on as an individual? Well, we got, like, a good running back room already, and I feel like I'm just in the brain like another – asset to the uh, room or whatever. I can catch, throw, run, do it. I just want to really win. And coming from Starkville, you know what it's like to win. I mean, people talk all the time about learning how to win, but you learned how to win in high school. How would you describe 
that to people when they hear that phrase, learn how to win? What does that mean? Well, we just carry that legacy down there, all the way from like Pee Wee football, and then you got guys like Kobe Jones, AJ Brown, Willie Gay. Lorenzo Densley, them guys right there. I've seen them guys when I was like in the ninth grade, and I just kind of like wanted to take after them. So I say they uh, said like a good example. So how good can this team? We get a long way from the fall, but how good can this team be? It's trying to be great. Okay, trying to be great. And and uh, what's uh, what's something um, that you want to say maybe to Southern Miss fans who are going to be seeing you play this fall? I'm here. I see y'all in championship. All right, new faces, old faces, all mixing together. Spring football back underway, Luke, a couple of weeks away uh, from the spring game. Uh, so we're going to see, you know, a, a lot a lot of new mixture on this football team. Yeah, Rodriguez Clark's a, a name that, that people should watch. And, you know, one of the reasons Javari Dean didn't come back and need another running back. And, and this is a guy who actually led Memphis in rushing in 2020, was their second leading rusher in 2021. Didn't play in the fall, kind of left Memphis at the beginning of the season. And so he's going to come in, and he's going to be the compliment. And, you know, him and Kenyon Clay, they're going to be the compliment uh, to, to Frank Gore Jr. And so Clark's got two years left, and, I mean, he, he will be able to uh, to be – to be deployed well into uh, into this offense and a little more bulk um, than than what we've seen. He's he'll actually I think he's he's a little over two hundred between two hundred five two ten and and that will uh, you know, I think him and Clay will be the only backs two hundred and plus on the roster and uh, so it'll be exciting to see him and you know as, as Swayze hinted at probably you know won't see him in the spring game but man it'll be good to see him and, and Hayes Maples back in that line back in crew this fall. Yeah, no question about it. Spring football game uh, just a couple of weeks away, and uh, spring football, I think you heard him say, the eighth practice. And Did I hear this right? Swayze Bozeman's seventh year, he's beginning now to uh, begin to uh, push the record of Gabe Montenegro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're still they're still short of about ten years of another quarterback that played at Southern Miss recently. But anyway, he did mention and congratulations. Uh, another one of these stories, Bob, where Southern Miss athletes find their life, love, and partner at Southern Miss. He'll, he's going to marry Macy Pennington, who was a tremendous uh, athlete and soccer player for the Lady of the so- Soccer Team. They'll get married later this spring, and just uh, something in the air in Hattiesburg, right? A lot of people no meet question. their their uh, lifetime partners at Southern Miss. Good stuff from spring football. Appreciate Kelly going out this morning. When we come back, baseball is back on the road in an interesting scenario. Unfolding a little later tonight in the Big Easy, we'll talk to you about that when we return. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. 4th Street Bar and Grill is a great place to have lunch, as we tell you every day, because it's true every day, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, just $9.95. That includes your drink and your tax, and the food is always good, and there's plenty to eat 
kind of a working guy's lunch Monday through Friday uh, at 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, Golden Eagles on the road tonight. They uh, take on the University of New Orleans with this backdrop. Uh, in case you didn't hear the show yesterday, it seems that when they played here earlier in the year, uh, UNO requested some tickets for, uh, I guess, its fans and the parents of some of their players and were told that the university here had sold all the baseball tickets and therefore there just were none to give them. So we learned that uh, earlier this week, uh, or, or last week, I should say, it was published that this game tonight in New Orleans is a sellout. But we learned yesterday that maybe that's not exactly true. It seems that uh, a, a booster of the UNO baseball program bought up all the tickets in the stadium just to ensure uh, some retribution, I suppose, that there wouldn't be any tickets for Southern Miss fans and there wouldn't be any tickets for Southern Miss uh, players' families. So they're doing everything they can, apparently, to block the black and gold from being (laughs) in their stadium tonight, and that's the backdrop as the Golden Eagles pay a return visit to UNO. Interesting stuff, Luke, uh, out of UNO. It is, and you know what's a if if all that is is what we've heard it to be. I mean, what are you proving? You know that that's you you got beat twelve to nothing by this team by Southern Miss first midweek of the season, and unless you're going to get so it's completely different if you if you do that and then do everything in your power to assure that your stadium's filled. I get that, I, I get that. But don't do it to spite, and then we're going to have fifty people show up tonight. You know, that that's what'll be frustrating when uh, if we turn on the broadcast or, or or turn John and Jack on, and there's nobody there because nobody could come there. So if you're going to do that, UNO, then guess what? Go through the city of New Orleans, bring kids in, bring other ball teams in, do something to fill up that stadium. If you're going to do that, make sure uh, because I mean. If you want, the only reason you would do that from a advantage point is to fill it with privateer fans. So, so do that. So, yeah, ha ha, joke jokes there, but the joke's really going to be on them if if nobody comes to the game. And I wouldn't want to see that because I know you know we got so many kids local and parents you know would would drive in on a Tuesday night and can drive in on a Tuesday night and watch their kid for the for the for Southern Miss play. And uh, you know if you. If if you're going to be mad at Southern Miss for hosting a Super Regional last year and thus selling out all the tickets of their park, well, maybe you should do that yourself. Well, you can see for yourself at 6.30 tonight. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. I, I, for one, can't wait to uh, see the first crowd shot. Got to go out on a limb here and make a prediction that the stadium will be maybe half full, maybe. Needless to say, though, Billy Odom is excited about it. He's back on the mound tonight. And Billy Odom, Luke, is the uh, the kid, the uh, transfer from the Division Three school up on the East Coast that really the, the, the pitching, the, the coaching staff had penciled him in, I think, as the, as the midweek starter for the entire year. And he hasn't been able to do that because of a shoulder injury. Did did uh, pitch midweek last week and pitched very well against Southeastern Louisiana and if he holds true to form, you you really like the setup for midweek games for the Golden Eagles. He does give you a chance if you can hit the ball with people on base. Let me repeat that: hit the ball with people on base and 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 in scoring position. That that's and in crucial. scoring position, then uh, Billy Odom gives you a really good chance in your midweek contest. He does, and you know, looking at tonight, 
what they're going to counter with. They're going to counter with six foot five righty Bo Blanchard from New Iberia so far this year. Uh, Blanchard with a five two five ERA made six appearances zero and one. Um, he's only he's only struck out what is it? He's only struck out five in twelve innings of work. So you know, Golden Eagles have an opportunity tonight to to hit hit some stuff, but. You know, we beat them early on, and and we beat them. They had lost. They got we we were like the third loss uh, in the middle of like a four or five game losing streak for them. Then they rattled off six in a row, um, lost to South Alabama in a midweek, and then rattled off four in a row. But last Tuesday, got blown out in Baton Rouge, and then got swept in Austin. They've been outscored like forty three to four, I think, or forty three to five in their last four games. So. You know, Golden Eagles faced this uh, earlier, faced this team um, back in back in February. But we should mention, you know, every time these teams get together, man, it it you never know what might happen. The 113th meeting between these two. We mentioned earlier in the season, you know, you know, one of the top seven teams I think all time Southern Miss has played. So uh, an easy drive for Scott and and the crew to go down there tonight. But it, it's games like this. Take care of your business. Because just because you beat somebody twelve to nothing uh, back in the first uh, week of the season, they've improved. You've improved. Anything can happen. Yeah, it did reach out to you and O, even to the uh, coach himself, the baseball coach himself, and uh, invited him on the show today to clarify all this. So we did get a response, Luke. Here's what it was. Yeah, that that was. The did response. you really reach out? Did yes. we really reach out? Yes, to we him? really did. And I mean, uh, what is the? And uh, there we go. There's the response. Uh, they don't want to talk to us, so uh, whatever. And and we should. And so it's it is a because the same thing with us that that we were told too. When you go on these non conference road games, there is no allotment for player tickets. Yeah, and Ben Wimpigler sitting here uh, with me, and and he would know that right. Working those years, he did in the Southern Miss ticket office. So there is no allotment in a non conference. But like when Georgia Southern comes in this week. Their their players will have an allotment. So Southern Miss wasn't throwing shade at UNO in early February, mid February. It was just the fact that it's a non conference midweek. And so guess what? They have the exact same right to do that too. What I'm frustrated with, if you live in a metropolitan center like like New Orleans and you and you're gonna quote repay the favor, then you better have boys and girls club kids in the stands. You better have little league teams in the stands. You better do something just just to show that you actually wanted people to show up, and not you know stick your tongue out at Southern Miss because they they sold out their ticket base right. for the season, not for a Tuesday night midweek. Right. Privateers are eleven and nine on the year. They got swept three games by Texas. No shame there over the weekend. The Golden Eagles twelve and seven, and all the. All the ticket BS aside, uh, with uh, Georgia Southern coming in here this weekend, a, a regional host from last year, this is an important game, Luke. The uh, Golden Eagles need to win this midweek game and uh, get ready for what's going to be another tough weekend challenge. Yeah, Golden Eagles have dropped uh, pretty significantly uh, in the RPI. Still at 38, but Troy's at 39, right, right behind you. And so, you know, you've fallen 20 spots or so, um, you know, losing the series, no, no shame at losing uh, to a Texas State uh, team that should have been in the Super Regional last year. But it, it is, and and you know, joking, we're not joking around, but but talking with Coach Barry yesterday, I w- I don't perceive, and you can comment on, I don't perceive that he's like worried about this team. I I feel like he knows 
that they are really close um, offensively from getting those key hits. I mean, we talked about yesterday. If the ball goes, what, a foot further, Etzel has a base-clearing triple. Southern Miss ties the game. If the ball goes three feet further, Etzel has a grand slam, and we may win game uh, game three. And if you look at what happened on, on Saturday, like Eagles could have easily swept that series. So yeah. I, I don't perceive – you know, any, any panic. I, I think Coach Barry knows what this team's like, but to your point, it's games like tonight that you can, you know, really say in the situations we're going to deliver. If we have runners in scoring position four times, we're going to convert three times out of that because you've got to be able to do this or you're going to find yourself looking back on series that you could have swept or you could have won that you didn't get timely hits. Yeah, the series uh, that over the weekend ended uh, Sunday afternoon with the bases loaded in the eighth inning, no runs. Rudders is second and third at the ninth inning, no runs. That plagued the Golden Eagles uh, really off and on all weekend long and has really been an Achilles heel all year, Luke. And I, I said this to uh, our friend Al Holder just the other night. The difference is that last year, the, the team left a lot of people on base last year, but they had such a suffocating pitching staff that you could overcome that. And that hasn't quite been the case this year. The staff is not quite, at least to this point of the year, where it was uh, last year. And so those runners left on base are magnified uh, when you don't have a pitching staff that just shuts down the opposition. Walks. And hits Batman. Coach Coach Barry talked about it yesterday. Just the the free passes. I think was it the game Sunday. The first four innings we had a leadoff walk. Southern Miss had a leadoff walk, and they are already right now through nineteen games. They are almost at somewhere in the forty to forty five percent range of all the walks that they gave up as a staff last year. So that that's that's the key. You you've either got to score at a higher clip if the walks are going to continue. But, I mean, still, I think I said it yesterday, teams are only hitting 218 off the staff. So a lot of times in the games where they give up stuff, it's self-inflicted wounds rather than, you know, the other team just just out-hitting us. 6.30 tonight, Golden Eagles at UNO sold out. UNO. (laughs) We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. First official day of spring yesterday. So, of course, we're in full-fledged of baseball and softball. I was driving on Highway 84 yesterday here in Laurel, looked out the Sportsplex, baseball everywhere. It had opening day. Same thing going on in Hattiesburg and in your community, D-Bat and D-1 there to help your family. And, uh, and your team uh, getting to the best uh, facilities and instruction uh, and pro shop in the Pine Belt, DBAT and D1 on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in 
Laurel and Hattiesburg again. Southern Miss taking on New Orleans uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Billy Oldham, 2 0 with a 329 ERA. Taking on Blanchard, big six foot five righty. It's important uh, for UNO um, this evening. Southern Miss golf. Uh, Yesterday, they were like in 19th place, moved up to 15th, but has made a move today. Uh, right now, Coach Brescher's guys tied for 10th. They've shot four over for the day at the All-American Intercollegiate at the Golf Club in Houston, Tennessee, currently leading um, the field. And uh, LSU also in their Southern Miss ahead of Texas State. Get them, guys. Avenge that series loss over the weekend. Head of North Texas. Other Sun Belt teams like Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette, and, uh, and UTSA behind the Eagles. So Eagles style on the course, making a push, trying to get a finish inside um, the top ten. Around uh, the Sun Belt tonight in baseball, James Madison at George Washington. Old Dominion going inside the state to Charlottesville to take on the Virginia Cavaliers. Georgia Tech on the road uh, at Georgia State in uh, in Lawrenceville. Uh, Coastal Carolina up in Chapel Hill, taking on the Tar Heels of North Carolina in a midweek game. Marshall, how about Miss? This is the week where everybody plays everybody in state. Marshall taking on West Virginia uh, tonight in Morgantown. Troy and Montgomery against Alabama State. Um, Bob, you know what I'm doing? What's that, Luke? I'm a week off. Yeah. It's live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Forget everything I just said. Let me just. Recap this, because today is March 21st. <laughs> I just told you what was going to happen next week. Right, James Madison at Radford, Georgia at Georgia State, Calls of Charleston at App State, Archie State at Duty Noble against Mississippi State, South Alabama at Auburn in the Plains, Louisiana hosting Grambling, Texas State hosting Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and, hey, here you go, Interstate, Louisiana Tech at Monroe. Of course, Southern Miss down in New Orleans. Sorry about that, but, yeah. Still some big games tonight. Archie State at Mississippi State and Tech at Monroe. That'll be one. Burroughs against Federico. That's one to watch. Yeah, that's an interesting game. And, uh, you know, those games will uh, always be competitive. I think South Alabama, you said over at Auburn. And uh, South Alabama, I think right now, the, the, the biggest disappointment early on in the Sun Belt, traditionally a very good baseball program, a lot of regional appearances, and they're off to a pretty shaky start. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to – to get J.D. Byers' opinion on that, and we'll have him on, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, got beat by Eastern Kentucky earlier in the season. Got swept on the road in Nebraska. And then they turn around and they beat Tulane at Turgeon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, had a close game against UNO and lost the series to Jacksonville State, lost to Alabama, and then, uh, like, you, like you said, got swept at Georgia Southern. So it, it just – I think, and going back to to what you talked about yesterday over the weekend, Mississippi schools one and eight over the weekend. Something that we probably will never say, you know, the rest of of the season. Surely, hope not on the right. Golden Eagle side. But yeah, baseball's a funky game. Well, who did you say uh, Georgia Southern's playing this there in the midweek? They are playing. Give me a second. I'll pull it back up. Um, Georgia State, I think, is hosting Georgia. Mm-hmm. And Georgia Southern, Georgia State is hosting Georgia. Georgia Southern is not playing tonight. Oh, so they, they are off tonight. So they've got the week off. They don't have. They've, to well, they 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 play Mercer tomorrow night in Macon. Okay, all right. Yep. And then they're in Hattiesburg on Friday night, six o'clock. Uh, first pitch. That should be uh, an exciting series. Great time to be a 
a baseball fan here because you see all these new teams coming in, uh, and it's going to be somebody new every week. And uh, we were talking earlier in the office here this morning, Luke, there just doesn't appear to be an easy out. But we knew that when uh, when the Golden Eagles joined the Sun Belt, you could look at the conference and you saw who was coming in, the Southern Miss and Old Dominion in particular, and uh, and you knew that uh, this was going to be just a, a really big boy baseball conference. And and weekends like this, even though Texas State should have won the Stanford Regional, guess what? They circled that opening series because it's Southern Miss. Right. Guess what? This weekend, even though Georgia Southern hosted a regional last year, guess what that series they circled? Southern Miss. South Alabama is going to do the same thing. Louisiana is going to do the same thing. Old Dominion is going to be the same thing. So, I mean, when you come from a – you know, a perennial conference champion being in regionals year after year after year, leading the nation in the longest 40-game win streak, guess what? You're going to get everybody's best every single week. It's a better conference, and it, it's it's a, a more exciting brand of baseball. And, then again, it's it's going to be this weekend. It's a challenge, man. Got to get right tonight. Uh, cheer through your television screens that some of us will be able to be there live. There you go. We'll get the best shot of UNO. Will it be enough? Uh, the privateers have enough. We'll see. 6.30 tonight, ESPN+. Plus. We'll be back tomorrow at 1. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.